the title of this program is How Can Failure Lead to Success? If that's the case, then I'm fixing to be a big success. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right. Thinking right relationships right now. I'm Paul Moore here with Herman Even. And Herman, the only thing I can do is say, you know, would you pray for us? Absolutely. Lord, we do thank you that you are the author of taking failed things and turning them into successful things. There is so much about you that's all the story of redemption. And we as children of yours get to experience this redemption if we follow what you want us to be doing. Thank you that this story that we're hearing from Deborah is just one of those in your precious name. Amen. Amen and hallelujah. So here it is. We decided we were going to do this program on how can failure be success. Mm -hmm. If I'm honest, one of the biggest successes I know is that lady in black we had on the air with us, yeah. Deborah. Yeah. Because I've only known of her, known her the last 10 years, and mm -hmm. I know her as a good and godly woman. And I'm listening to all these things in the last program with her, never knew him. And you know what? Doesn't matter. In my mind, it makes her the child, the daughter of the Most High King that I see before me. Right. So I've brought her back to ask her one thing. Deborah, you said you knew Herman from 33 years ago. <laughs> did he have hair then? He did. He did. <laughs> no, I really didn't. I didn't have much more hair than I have now. The only difference is I'm shaving now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take you back a little bit to reorient you to Deborah. Let me do it very quickly. Uh, Deborah, before the age of 28, had been married and divorced three times, and she had a child in her original marriage. And then she went on a pattern for four to five years, uh, just being mad and taking advantage of men, and just basically being mad at life. Is that kind of in the right direction? That's there, a good Deborah? description. Yeah. So something happened in that time frame toward the the, you know, two or three years before she was 33, that she started recognizing something's just not right and started attending church and starting seeing some things differently, which led her to Midland Bible Church, praise God, that we have her in our life. Then it led you to being part of this Hope for the Family series. And let me, let me do a 30-second version so people can understand the transition to where we are with great relationships. Yeah, I'm listening to great relationships. I'm confused. <laughs> yeah, Hope for the Family was originated by Dr. Marlon Howe out of uh, Little Rock, Arkansas. And he was the one that was our counselor to help Louie and I get through our situation in 1991. He had this video series that he put out, and we started doing that at Midland Bible Church basically back about 1987, I think mm -hmm. it's what it was. And we did those video series through the 1990s. And then he died in 99, and I took his material and took what I believed was the best parts of his material and, and uh, started creating something new from what Louie and I had experienced and from taking some other mentors and turned it into hope for relationships because it was different. Mm -hmm. And then eventually that renamed to be Great Relationships. You went through the video series and almost decided not to come back after the Friday night, all day Saturday, and part of Sunday. Uh, but you came back and you saw some change, and then you started getting involved in uh, Midland Bible Church even more so. Can you carry us on from your story from that point? Yes. I actually began working for Midland Bible Church in 1990, so that was just a few years later. But during that time, marriage became my theme 
so hmm. to speak, and that I was so interested in trying to figure out how it worked and how it worked best. I went through Hope for the Family, I think, five times in all mm-hmm. through the course of all those years. But in 1990, God uh, gave me the opportunity to go to work for Midland Bible Church. I was involved in small groups. I actually, Herman was in your small group, if yeah. you remember that back then. <laughs> I surrounded myself with married couples. Mm. And when most people my age at that time were trying to find singles groups, I was looking for married people. Mm. And I I made my closest and most accountable people in my life uh, married women mm. and um, hung out with all the married women, <laughs> which... What a different mindset. It was. Now, 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 just think about that mindset. That mindset is saying, I can learn more from people who are going through this rather than staying with singles. Just being told. And just being told. I I, I can experience some of the things that they're struggling with and ask them and Mm -hmm. see the reality of it. That's, that's, That's a terrific mindset that you had. So I found myself, I think, in 1991 when you and Louie went through your crisis. I, as I said, I was in your small group, so I knew you intimately, mm-hmm. uh, I thought, and um, was really great friends with Louie. And so when all of that happened, you know, in my mind, I still, as much as I'd learned about marriage at the time, I realized God still had a lot to teach me. Mm-hmm. There were still things in my past that were would creep up occasionally that I have to really work hard to get my thinking straight on again. And mm-hmm. so when that happened... In my mind, by all reasonable thoughts, your marriage should have ended. Mm-hmm. That's what you had experienced. That's what I experienced mm-hmm. in my own life. That's mm-hmm. what the world would say was the right thing to do. Right. Uh, even in Christian circles, they would have said that's the right thing to do. Right. And yet, I watched you stay together and work through that. Mm-hmm. And it became a real turning point for me. Hmm. to see that two people can go through a really difficult circumstance and stay together. You don't Mm -hmm. have to separate. Mm -hmm. And it was probably the turning point for me to realize um, I can get through anything. If they can get through that, I can get through anything too. Wow, wow. I didn't didn't ever know that that type of impact had been made on you, and I've mm -hmm. known you all these years. That's very interesting. Thank you for sharing that. That's very kind of you. Thank you for staying together. <laughs> or I wouldn't have that story today. <laughs> well, she kind of raises a huge point, mm-hmm. and I just want to ask, you know, despite what went on, and, and for people that haven't heard your testimony, you know, they can check it out on the website, or, you know what, this program, this series of programs mm-hmm. the church is doing, you and Louie are coming up pretty soon. Yeah. Running out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping she'll come on and talk with us. But, but here's what I wanted to say. Deborah, I remember you saying you never saw conflict with your parents. So once you got married, resolving conflict wasn't in your toolbox. That's right. And I remember, you know, you and Louie had this huge falling out where she told you she didn't even love you anymore. She loved someone else. But despite how bleak that was, divorce was not an option. Right. So... You've told me in counseling, it's not uncommon to hear that people don't know how to resolve conflict. If we're having conflict, then obviously the relationship's failed and we need to move on. Mm -hmm. Wrong answer. Yeah. And and the other thing that's very important here is to recognize how powerful your your family system can be at those times, what, mm-hmm. whatever your commitment is to uh, relationships at that point in time. That was a, I mean, certainly it was a God thing, but Louie and I's family system played into that in a very strong way because divorce was just not part of our mm-hmm. family system. 
And, you know, you've said something to me, Herman, that divorce was an option, but it wasn't required. Yeah. Um, that was a new thought to me, actually. <laughs> well, that's a new way to think about it. Yeah, and, I, and most people end up taking that uh, that passage that Jesus is talking about divorce. You know, if there's adultery or something mm-hmm. like that, you know, that's that's the only grounds for divorce. And people have a mindset to think, well, if there's adultery in the relationship, then I'm supposed to get divorced. No, yeah. Jesus is saying you have a cold heart, you have a hard heart. That's the reason why you're doing this. Uh, that's an option, but. You know, it's better not to take it. Right. Yeah. Good point. I mean, that's that's a terrific point. In fact, that's that's something that we also need to point people toward is uh, chapter 11 you know, on all the divorce mm. material. Of the great relationships material. A lot of people don't realize that it's great relationships, right? But we also have a chapter on divorce. Mm-hmm. It's really pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And it's not a how-to guide. It's a how to stay, not leave. Thank you, Herman. And before we go, I want to invite you to drop us a line at Great Relationships, P.O. Box 51836. That's Post Office Box 51836, Midland, Texas, 79710. Great Relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. It takes right thinking for right relationships right now. Great quotes from God's Word for great relationships. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others as better than himself. Philippians 2, 3. Great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. You know how you're always praying for a sign from God? that you're meant to go to seminary, this is your sign. Seriously, I'm here to tell you about Grace, Grace School of Theology. It's free grace based. The professors are world-class. It's accredited, accessible, attainable, and oh yes, it's affordable. You can even complete your entire degree online, which means you don't have to move. Wouldn't it be great to have a deeper knowledge of the Word of God? Write this down, www.gsot.edu, gsot.edu, or call 877-476-8674, 877-476-8674. Now get going. Welcome back. Great relationships. GRNumeratelationships.com. You can go to the website, click on the radio tab, and you can always fast forward through anything I'm saying to get to the meat. We're blessed to have Deborah here and Herman. You know, living in the South, I have listened to women talk a lot of times that have been in different stages like Deborah was talking about, and I'll listen to them, and they'll start lamenting, saying, you know, we've married husbands, we've buried husbands, we've raised kids, and the sad thing is in the South, women don't get even. We just get hurt. Mm. And they stay in that rut, mm-hmm. and God keeps knocking mm-hmm. on the door and sending people and sending messengers. And all I can think about is, as I'm listening to the relationship between you and Deborah over these years and knowing about you and Louie and Deborah and all these other mm-hmm. people, God just raises us up. 
But he, it, it's like going to a garage. Remember the old garages that had the car lift? If you don't get up on the lift, he can't raise you. Mm-hmm. And I think of Deborah McCurdy is somebody I know that's all around the world teaching women and is a great proponent for healthy marriages and relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it fits the, the little hook that you started the, uh, the previous block with, the uh, previous time that we're here. Uh, this idea that God is all about taking what we mess up and turning it into something good. It's, it's, it's a phenomenal thought. You know, failure equals success, really, in God's, if we're willing to trust that God can take that and use it. I come in on the shop all dented and ding. He puts me on the lift, makes it right, and everybody goes, wow, look at that. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I'm right. still thinking I'm broken and ugly. Mm-hmm. So take us on in your story here. You've started work at the church. You're working in uh, learning about relationships. You've made yourself accountable to married women (laughs) (laughs) so that you can actually see what's going on there because you're so interested in trying to learn how to do relationships the right way. It just became my purpose, I think, to help married women stay married. In spite of the fact that you weren't even married. That's what's so interesting. That's so cool. That's so, so cool. I've laughed and I think God laughs and smiles every time I get that opportunity. And um, I'm very thankful mm-hmm. that he's used all my junk. You know, and yeah. I always say, if you, can, if you can use anything that I've done wrong to make something right in somebody else's life, mm-hmm. please do it. Yeah. Um, and he has. He's given me so many opportunities, not only here um, with the women in our church. And, you know, you, you think Christian women— Married women should have no problems. Mm. They have life altogether, but that's not true. That's, that is a common fallacy that Satan wants us to adopt. Exactly. Instead of recognizing we're all struggling, the issue is, are we paying attention to the truth? Exactly. You and are I, being used to help people pay attention to the truth. And I think a lot of times women think, well, we shouldn't have problems. Mm-hmm. So then you, therefore, don't seek counsel. Right. Um, but thankfully, many of them have, and I've had an opportunity to help them get their thinking straight and stay well, married. And, and that's part of your growth through the years. It is. You've recognized that I went through a variety of things. I was ashamed of those things, and I shut my mouth and didn't put myself into accountable relationships. And once I started opening up and becoming accountable, life became better. You know, not only have I had opportunities here, but... I began with our church uh, in church planting over in Africa back in 2001, and um, now still on, on a women's mentoring team. We've just finished our sixth year there, and we've had so many opportunities. And you think marriage in Africa might be different from marriage in America, but mm. no, that's not true. Mm-hmm. They have the same problems, mm-hmm. the same issues, and so God's even used it in Africa. And let me uh, let me jump in real quick and ask you a question. Has a thought ever gone through your mind of how is it that I'm doing this when I've come from the life that I have led? All the time. Really? <laughs> so how do you deal with that question? Well, I try not to dwell on it and think, um, you know, it would be easy for me to go back and say, I shouldn't be able to be counseling married women because I've been divorced. Mm-hmm. And I think the enemy would like for me to do that. He would like for me to stay silent and keep my story silent and uh, make me feel inadequate. Mm-hmm. And yet God says something completely different, yeah. that he does work all things together for good to those that love him. And uh, I've seen him do it, and I constantly see him do it still. 
mm-hmm. and it encourages me to not listen to the lies yeah. and keep seeking truth. Well, I, I, that is such a common thought for all of us, but especially when you've gone through some of the difficulties that you've gone through. Mm-hmm. And you've, you've said it a, a couple of times in the past couple of shows, you know, uh, you, you may not have thought these things, but it certainly would, would fit. Well, I'm kind of a second class citizen at best right. because I've lived this type of life. You know, that is such a lie from the pit it's of hell. Yes. You know, God is saying, yeah, if, if you, if you want to live life according to your standards, you yeah. can think that way. Exactly. But I am here to help you learn how to do life differently. And your story is magnificent mm. to show my grace and show how thinking correctly works. I mean, that's, that's such an important thought. Now, I would throw a caveat in there because it's almost so easy to forget because God seems to dance so well with you. There are those people who are told from the pulpit, you are, in fact, damaged goods. That's right. And it's time to find a different pulpit because that's not the word of God. That is not the word of God. And that is so important. And, and it's so important in these situations. What I've learned and it's the reason why I've rethought and rewrote all the divorce material in chapter 11 in, uh, in the great relationships that divorce people, it seems like think of themselves as somehow damaged goods, somehow this concept of second-class citizens. And when you start seeing divorce differently, it's, and the statement that I like to say to people is, to divorce people, it's not that divorce is the sin, it's what led up to the divorce is exactly. the sin. And because there's, you know, God has a provision for it. And I'm not, uh, please don't misconstrue this, that I'm advocating divorce. I am not. But I am saying that that is not something that you need to start thinking. And yes. God has branded me, and I never can become something that He would really like me to be. That's wrong. That is an absolute lie. And you have dealt with that beautifully, the way it sounds. Well, I think the enemy would like for us to dwell on the past mm-hmm. and stay in the past. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's easy to go back, especially when you begin to start learning all the truth and how God looks at all this. And, uh, you get in accountable relationships and uh, get in the Word, you, it's easy to think sometimes, uh, if only I had done this differently, mm-hmm. how different my life would have been. What if I hadn't done that? What if? All the what ifs. I've lost a lot of sleep to the what ifs. I have ifs. to. Mm-hmm. I have to. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's not where God wants us to stay. And um, I have to sometimes... Interestingly enough, it comes up still, mm-hmm. and I have to just immediately take that thought captive and go, no, you can't change the past, mm-hmm. can't live there either, mm-hmm. and you can only trust God for what's ahead, and so we do that. Uh, but I think he loves to divide us, destroy us, mm-hmm. make us feel ineffective and worthless, and that we are not effective for his kingdom and for what his purpose is for uh, taking our failures uh, in relationships and working it, turning it to successful relationships mm-hmm. and helping other people see how they can be successful. Because yeah. we tend to forget that his name isn't what if, it's I am. That's I right. Am. He is I exactly. am. And what you're saying here is a, a extremely important principle for people to grab a hold of, that anytime you're asking what if, that is disrespecting God. Mm-hmm. That's saying, God, you made a mistake. And that fits perfectly into Satan's strategy. Mm-hmm. God can't be trusted 
for his word. Mm -hmm. Did God really say that it's going to be all right for this life that you've gone through these things? Did God really say that? That's the, that's the only strategy. Or Herman, it gets there because either my mind tells me Satan whispering in my ear or a pastor I once had, you're in this situation because God doesn't love you. That's exactly right. And that's the, those are the times that if you aren't going back to God's word instead of trusting a person, you're in trouble. If you stay in God's word, he's going to bring the truth to you. And it's important for you to start recognizing, yes, I want to be subject to the authorities and I want to be subject to the elders in the church and things like that. I want that to happen. But they're just men. You need to be into God's word to recognize when something is being said improperly. Bring it back to your attention, maybe even their attention. Thank you, Herman. We've been talking a lot about this. The program's available on our website, Great Relationships, grnumeratelationships.com. And if you really want to look at some really encouraging and true material, what the Bible says about divorce, check out Chapter 11. And of course, we're always here, info at greatrelationships.com. We'll be back right after this. Great quotes for great relationships. That woman was taken from man no more implies the inferiority of woman to man than the taking of man from the ground implies the inferiority of man to the ground. Nor does the term helper connote subordination. Dr. Eugene Merrill. Great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. Relationships can be great. And not just marriages or romantic relationships, all relationships. The Bible offers the same solution to what is essentially the same problem. What is the problem and what is the solution? Study along with us to find out. Great Relationships is a video course offering biblically-based insight on relationships. In each video, watch Herman tame tough issues by discussing them in a casual online learning environment. Each of Great Relationships' 12 chapters are subdivided into quick segments you can squeeze into a coffee break. So if you've had time to listen to this promotion, you have the time to sign up and start today. Visit our website at greatrelationships.com. That's G-R-numeral-8-relationships.com to sign up for our free newsletter. Pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. You're listening to Great Relationships, pursuing the best in work and life and love, right thinking for right relationships right now. And we have been talking with Deborah. Mm -hmm. Deborah, you make everything sound so easy. Almost a Cinderella story, is it? Well, it's a Cinderella story in the, in the aspect of what God's restored and what he's done in my life, yes. But I don't want you to think that divorce doesn't have consequences. It does. And they are far-reaching and they are leave a lifelong scar uh, in your life. It affects not only you and your husband, but your children, your immediate family, your extended family. And it affects unbelievers who are standing watching you go through this. You can't even know what kind of effect it has on them. I'm sorry to interrupt you here. Has anybody at this point in your life or even the last few years brought some of that stuff up and kind of thrown it in your face? No. Good. And, and I'm thankful for that. No kidding. <laughs> that is terrific. Mm -hmm. So that is not something that you're having to deal with. No. It's not just at all. your own mind that brings up the what if That's right. type stuff. That's right. Mm -hmm. And you, 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 
you can easily compare yourself with other people who you see as successfully married mm-hmm. and think, I didn't make that work. Mm-hmm. And so you have, to, you have to continually keep your mind straight on that and realize, yes, with what you had, with what you, at that point, you, you made some bad choices. Yeah, and, and that, that brings that whole what if exactly, scenario back, exactly. back to our minds, right? If, well, what if I just made, well, mm-hmm. God... Mm-hmm. God decided otherwise. Well, that's maybe why his word says renewing our mind daily. Amen to that. And that second Corinthians mm-hmm. 10, four and five, you know, mm-hmm. take every thought captive exactly. subject to the obedience of Jesus Christ. What about for those of us who seem to be swimming or drowning in an ocean of consequence? Well, the first thing I would say is turn to the Lord because he is able to work all that together for your good. And that seems like a pat answer. I know, but that's what I've experienced is that mm-hmm. when I turned to him, he did work it out. He never worked it out the way I thought he would. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he worked it out completely different and so much better than I could have asked or thought. Yeah. Uh, I think the main thing was hang in there, don't quit, because mm-hmm. there is great reward in staying. It may not seem like it at that point, but there is. God's word says so. Would I would I be correct in uh, offering the two primary tools that we talk about in relationships, forgiveness and confession? Oh, exactly. To to um, be even Huge. more pointed, even more pointed to be dealing with consequences. These are the consequences. If people want to bring it to my mm-hmm. mind, Lord, I'm going to take that thought from me. Uh, I've forgiven them. I need to uh, focus mm-hmm. on praying, blessing and peace upon mm-hmm. their life. And are there any things that I really need to confess to help this be reduced from their mindset. Mm-hmm. Those are two critical tools. So that's that's interesting they that are. you're using those. How easily you can get into bitterness mm-hmm. of not you know of not doing those things. Then just to think you are justified in your behavior and in your thinking, and then you're critical toward that other person. And you know that just never works. It never resolves anything. It just it leads you. It separates. It doesn't bring you together into a more intimate relationship. And I can't resolve that without forgiveness. That's exactly. right. And most people have a tendency to think, oh, that's just forgiveness. It's a way of life. Mm-hmm. It's the concept of freedom and grace. It is forgiveness uh, operates with that's all. That's something I get from God, not something you want me to give others. Right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's that's what we're constantly doing. I want to be forgiven, but I'm not willing to operate with a life of forgiveness. And God's saying that if if I want to put it in a very legal sense, Luke 17 is basically saying that's your duty. Just go do mm-hmm. it. Just get it get it done. Do it. Otherwise, you're an unprofitable servant. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> really what it boils down to saying. So go bless others the way I've blessed you. Amen. And Amen. you talked about the freedom. There is no freedom in holding that other person under your thumb or continuing to be critical toward them or unreasonable, whatever is going on, but you're not free. And that's something I have only in just the last couple of years begun to realize uh, that this unforgiveness, oh, it's huge. Yeah. Not only huge in that the Lord forgave us, but in dealing with other people and forgiving them and giving them the freedom to do life the way they think they need to do it and praying for them. So what is the one thing you would like to leave with us? Any, uh, Any thoughts there? Well, I think, you know, especially if you think about divorce, because that's what we're talking about, realizing that divorce is not sin, mm-hmm. but it's, it's all those things that lead up to divorce that are sin that God wants us to deal with. The enemy knows that. Mm-hmm. He loves us to get us thinking that we're justified in our behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and he enjoys to destroy marriages because it's the foundation of our culture. Yeah. And once that's destroyed, things begin to fall apart yeah. uh, all over. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also say getting into an accountable relationship with someone who's going to pray with you and counsel you is critical mm-hmm. if you're having struggles in a marriage or any relationship. Mm-hmm. Accountability partners works. Mm. There's no doubt about it. it. And your life certainly reflects this idea that failure equals success. (laughs) That's what's so cool (laughs) about this, that all the things that Satan would want you to focus on, which is I failed, I failed, I failed. Mm. God is going, "Eh, don't even worry about that. Mm. Just do life my way and I'm going to turn it into something phenomenal. Deborah, thank you for your courage to come and share your testimony. You're welcome. Herman, thank you for all that you did that you guys actually have 33 years of friendship (laughs) and relationship together. And you know what? That's just incidental. You don't have to come to Midland Bible Church, but if you find yourself in Midland, you're welcome. Come visit us. But do find a church that believes in God, His Word, and loves one another. Until next time. your day going, Barbara? I can't even begin to tell you how terrific my life is right now. What a coincidence. My life is just overflowing with blessings too. Why, just yesterday I found a hundred dollar bill on the ground. That's great. I saved a cat that was stuck in a tree and the owner was so thankful that she gave me a gift card to my favorite restaurant, Luigi's. Wow, I was in Luigi's just the other day and saved a man that was choking with the Heimlich Maneuver. He was so overjoyed that he gave me tickets to that new play that's been sold out for weeks. That's amazing. I've been wanting to see that play myself. Really? I asked my husband and he didn't want to go. Will you go with me? That would be great. Have you ever had days like this? (laughs) Neither have we. That's why we recommend great relationships. Join Herman as he offers you the opportunity to pursue the best for others. Kindly, patiently, sacrificially, and unconditionally. Right thinking, right relationships, right now.